WPTF Radio, the Tom Carney Show for Thursday night. Let me look at this thing on the computer. It says July the 16th, and uh, we're here, and what we want to do tonight is talk. Uh, this is what I want to call one of my nostalgia shows. That's sort of a catch-all title, but uh, what we want to do is talk, and we want to talk to you. In fact, when we first started this program long, long ago, we were going to call it Talk with Tom, and we may have called it that for a while, but eventually it got around to... Uh, the Open Line, which is the title we borrowed, borrowed from Mr. Bart Redner, our predecessor, and the Tom Carney Show. And so we've been doing it for yay many years uh, under that title. And the object uh, all the time has been to talk. And tonight we want to talk to you. One of the things that has occurred to me for several reasons is that uh, being locked up, as a good many of us are, or quarantined or whatever, is what we need is somebody to talk to. And one thing I've hoped that we could do on this program is to provide people with something interesting to listen to that would make life between 9 and 10 a little less boring. Uh, and if they wanted to have somebody to talk to, uh, that would be the case, too. I, many, anyone who's a regular listener knows that I had to be away for really approximately three months because I was in a, in a rehab place because I broke my leg. And it took that long to get it to work properly again and to get me in the shape that I could I could operate in the world. And indeed, the people there did a good job, and I'm, in fact, doing that tonight. But one of the things I missed when I was there, because it, like a lot of places like that, was totally locked up. Not even Mrs. Carnegie or any of my friends could come in. And so I was there, and I spent a lot of time. The only people I had to talk to were on the telephone. And my good friends, a lot of them called me up. Some of them are people that have been guests on this show. Well, what I want from you is to... Consider yourself uh, a member of our radio family, and I'm going to kick around a few subjects tonight that I got to be nostalgic about. I wanted to do a nostalgia show, and sometimes what I do on the day that we have a nostalgia show is gather my thoughts since we had the last nostalgia show, because you think about things. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago we did, uh, or maybe it was last week, we did the program about making the perfect banana sandwich or the perfect tomato sandwich. And that kind of thing. And that's something my mind is always sort of working and jumping around and running old movies in my head and so on and, and thinking back on things that I am, in fact, nostalgic about. And uh, so uh, rather than having one subject, which we have had many times tonight, we may have, may have a potpourri and there may be something in there that you have an opinion on or want to comment on or have been involved in. Maybe you have made a good banana sandwich, and if you want to talk about that, that's all right, too. I've always been kind of curious about what people eat and when they eat it. Um, I learned to make banana sandwiches at the, at the hand of my mother, and one of the things that inspired me a couple of weeks ago is reading a, an obituary in the Biloxi Sun-Times or whatever the newspaper in Biloxi, Mississippi is, about a guy, he'd written his own obituary, and when he died, they put it in. His daughter put it in the paper, and in the obituary, he said that uh, one of the things that he had done in the latter years of his life is devoted himself to making the perfect tomato sandwich. And he talked about having bunny bread and uh, uh, Hellman's. I think he said Hellman's mayonnaise. I would have gotten Dukes. I just think he he went the wrong way. On well, it, that's all right. That's good mayonnaise too, but. Uh, and the tomatoes and uh, how he would sit out on the porch in his, his chair and try to make the perfect banana, uh, perfect tomato sandwich. I guess I'd make the one, want to make the perfect banana sandwich. 
you know, which way do you cut the bananas? Do you cut them like quarters, or do you cut them the long way? You put some mayonnaise on it. What would happen if you put peanut butter on it? And we had two people to call that night who put potato chips or corn chips. Actually, one of them was potato chips and one of them was corn chips. And I can imagine the corn chips, but to give it a little crunch. And I think there was some chain that was making a hot dog or a hamburger that they were selling, and you got a little bag of Fritos with it that you were supposed to put on your uh, on it, too. Uh, rather than say slaw or or onions or something like that, but uh, how do you make the perfect PBJ? And whenever I hear that on uh, I hear that on the TV, the kid wants a PBJ. I have to think about it because it's been so long since I had one. But if you like peanut butter and jam, peanut butter and jelly, not jam, jelly sandwiches, can you, what kind of jelly do you have to use? I have an idea. In fact, I think just about every one I've ever made had a particular kind of jello on it. And I like the peanut butter that is natural peanut butter, not the kind that has chemicals added to it uh, and air beaten into it. The one that, that when you open the jar, the oil is on the top and you have to mix it up. Smuckers has that, but other other people do too. But tell us about your PB and J. I've always been fascinated by what people eat for breakfast. So tell me what you eat for breakfast. Do you eat uh, cream of wheat? Do you eat, uh, when I was in the rehab center, they had good good food. And uh, the breakfast, I usually got uh, some oatmeal. And I got a, uh, some kind of, of uh, pancake, either a pancake or a waffle or some French toast or something like that. Do you like French toast? All of these are things that I'm laying out there for you to comment on. By the way, the telephone number is 919-860-9783. 9 to help you remember it. It equals out to WPTF if you go by letter. So 919-860-WPTF to, to put your two cents worth in. But uh, so uh, got a little, uh, and I love those things with, with maple syrup on them. Some sausage or some bacon or maybe even both and uh, some eggs, scrambled eggs although they could be sunny side up or easy over or whatever. But uh, but really, the truth is, I really don't eat that for breakfast most of the time. I did when I was at the rehab place because it was there. But what I eat for breakfast is cereal. When I was a kid, my mother would take me to the grocery store, the A&P in Goldsboro, North Carolina, with her. And she would go and buy the groceries and take her take her uh, cart, and I would get to go to the cereal section and look at the cereals and Imagine that I would try all of them, and eventually when I got a little older, I did, in fact, try most of them. I like oat cereals. I like Cheerios, for instance. And I have a cereal called Uncle Sam's, which is a high-fiber cereal that I put in there to make sure I get a little fiber for my morning repast. But what do you eat for breakfast? And another subject that we attacked on, on a nostalgia night was the service station in your hometown when you were growing up, there usually was a dominant one. Sometimes it was a gathering place for people. Uh, eventually, the service stations ceased to be service and it ended up being a convenience store with gas pumps out in front. And you got your service, that is your car repairs, done at a garage. That's one of the things that has changed. And sometimes I am, quote, nostalgic for the service station. And I read recently that Amico, I think they've been back in business in some places in the United States for a couple of years. But they are actually owned by BP. They were bought by BP, and BP retired the Amico brand. But in certain places, they're bringing it back uh, so it can provide a 
under their ownership a, a different kind of service. So they're putting Amico back. Amico was big in North Carolina. They were the supporters of the Washington Redskins, who will not be called that much longer. But the the Washington Redskins were always popular in the Southeast because they were one of the first football teams, maybe the first to have a regional radio network and a TV network in the early 1950s. And the broadcasts were always sponsored by Amico. And they had a, a particular high test, they would have called it, uh, uh, one of the brands of gasoline or one of the types of gasoline that they provided uh, was uh, was uh, different from others at that time. And if, if you know what that was, you could just answer a trivia question there. What kind of gas did they say that was special that Amico had that most other uh, Texaco, Exxon, Mobil, Shell did not have? 919-860-9783. John, have we scared, scared anybody out of the woodwork yet? We have Todd from Seagrove. Well, let's talk to Todd and make him a seed call before we take our first break, okay? Todd, good evening. Well, good evening to you, Todd. Uh, I particularly wanted to talk to you, but I want to know what your nostalgia question is. Uh, is it something you ate for breakfast or a service station or what? Well, I thought I'd chime in one about the tomato sandwich, and then I would mention about uh, breakfast. Okay, okay. What about the tomato sandwich? Uh, well, to me, uh, as far as like bread goes, I think one of my favorite uh, breads is autumn grain bread. So I like that, and I, I prefer to use uh, Miracle Whip instead of like real mayonnaise. It just Miracle Whip just got a, a tangier taste to it, and I just prefer it over regular okay. mayonnaise. But to me, it's just like the autumn grain bread with a Miracle Whip, of course, a tomato, but the extra on top of that would be using the uh, Mrs. Dash uh, tomato basil garlic blend to put all there. It's just, oh, I tell you, that was just... just. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, see, this is why I do this. You get some ideas, too, mm-hmm. that you you can try. Now, I think you've made the distinction. I think you're right. And Miracle Whip is technically not mayonnaise. Uh, right. Uh, it's Miracle Whip is what it is. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there's. I'm, I'm going to think about that. Autumn, I think Mrs. Kearney has bought some autumn grain uh, 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 bread at some point. I, I, I haven't seen a piece of regular old white bread like we had when we were kids in years, like Wonder Bread or something like that. Because, right. uh, we need to eat bread with more fiber content and whole grain, and that that's a little bit too refined. My dentist told me one time he lost more or teeth to Wonder Bread, or that kind of bread. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to brand Wonder Bread, but uh, the soft white bread tends to cling to your teeth and turn into sugar, and you get the drift of this. It, uh, True. It, uh, it's not good for... Now, what was the other thing you... What, what is it that you eat for breakfast? Uh, well, I'll... Excuse me. Uh, first of all, I'll tell you what I used to eat when I was younger, then I'll tell you about what I do now. Of course, my favorite breakfast food of all time is always going to be Kellogg's Pop-Tarts. <laughs> okay. and everything but now really for the last few years cause I, I know I mentioned to you about five years ago that I had uh, first stage uh, tongue cancer so I underwent uh, surgery and radiation treatment and, and during the time I was doing after the radiation treatment you know I was having to do you know protein shakes and everything because I wasn't able to eat anything solid for about probably three or four months so the thing about it was you know I did that and the thing about it was, I thought for sure, once I got back to, 
eating regular food that I would never do another another breakfast shake. But there I was, I found that I really enjoyed it quite a lot, you know, and it came from, you know, eating a lot of bread and everything. So the thing about it was from that point on, you know, I just do the, the smoothie with um, just like just like 1% milk and like chocolate flavored protein powder with some peanut butter and uh, mixed fruit. Uh-huh. Sounds good to me. You you could have eaten. I had some dental work one done one time and had that for two weeks only, but I had to eat uh, uh, milkshakes and protein shakes and mm-hmm. applesauce. I love applesauce. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's pretty well ground up. So, okay, I've written that down. I'm going to tell you something that we talked about the other night. I just tell you, I followed up on the question of where is the geographic center of North Carolina. Right. And the the almanac and where I looked it up on the Internet said 10 miles northwest of Sanford, North Carolina. And I think it didn't say actually what county, but I think they were trying to say it was in Randolph County but or maybe Lee County. But mm-hmm. then there was another place there that it said that there was a uh, – some uh, they had done a uh, scan from the sky from a satellite, and uh, there was a town named Star or something that was in Moore County, and that was reckoned to be the place. So, yeah, Star is actually in Montgomery County. Montgomery. Okay. Well, there's a difference of opinion on the subject. Right. And I I didn't get my map out and see how close those people were. I apologize for that, but I did want you to know that it did follow up on it. But the 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 almanac and these what seemingly official sources, the Department of Commerce, say that it's ten miles northwest of uh, of Sanford. And I, Woody's going to be here next week. I'll have to ask Woody Seymour, who you know is from Sanford. I'll have to ask him what he knows about this. All right, yeah, I'll be interested to find that too, because like I said, I had heard you know off and off through the years about you know Star, you know being the geographical center, but you know things change so. It won't yep. surprise me that I'm wrong. Well, I I just knew what I read, read in the book, you know, mm-hmm. the almanac. I remember when Gary Dornberg was live, he and I had, had a difference of opinion about a fact. And I just looked at I said, <laughs> Gary, I just looked it up in the book. I don't know. You know. <laughs> but, he didn't look, but you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I, I miss Gary. I do, too. It's been 20 years now that he's been. <laughs> wow, it's been that long. But uh, he didn't like to lose. He was very competitive. Well, Todd, let's see if we, you've been a good seed caller and if anybody else is going to come out of it. And if I find out anything else about the Geographic Center of North Carolina, I will let you know. Well, I appreciate it. It's always good talking to you, Tom. I'm glad okay. your leg is doing better. Thank you. Have a good breakfast tomorrow morning. I certainly will. Okay. Todd, <laughs> from somewhere near Seagrove now, he used to live in Robbins, but he's over there near where the geographic center is, and I think that's one reason we were talking about that. But we like to have good and hopefully informational and entertaining conversations here. John, is anybody else on the line? We have one more, but we probably need to take a break here. Oh, I know. And I was going to, I was going to say, uh, who is this person? What is this person's name? Doug from Wake Forest. You talked to him last week. Okay, Doug from Wake Forest. Hang on. We need to take a break, John says, before we talk to another caller. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk to you. Some conversation. If you're if you're quarantined, if you're locked in, and I was when I was being rehabbed, doubly locked in. I I couldn't get out and talk to the world, and I couldn't talk to much of anybody outside the, 
of the place I was in. That was when I broke my leg, and Doug's already heard enough about that, so let's find out what's on his mind. Doug, good evening. Hey, Tom. Doug, you're the hey, one Tom. who had the, pot the potato chips on the sandwich. That's right, on the banana sandwich. We got into that about a week or so ago. How are you doing yeah, tonight? I was telling my wife about that because we... Uh, <laughs> She likes banana sandwiches, and I've been trying to get her to buy some peanut butter and jelly, but she won't do that. But anyway, I used to love those when I was a kid. I like peanut butter and grape jelly, especially when I was eating them as a kid, and now I eat peanut butter and honey. Oh, yes. Yes, honey's good. Uh, you know, uh, it was... So I, uh, let me tell you one thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. About 1750... Before they had granulated sugar like we have today, that they made from sugar cane and boiling the syrup down, and, right. and sugar, in, you know, like about the time of the American Revolution, was about as expensive as gold. And before that, they had to sweeten things with natural sweeten things with natural sweeteners. Honey being one of the major ones. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, a little piece of historical trivia that I yeah. picked up. Yeah, well, I didn't that. realize that. That's, yeah, but I, lo I love honey, and I tell you what, if I ever get to a place where I can eat peanut butter, I don't know what I'm going to eat, because I, I can eat peanut butter every day, uh, well, different way. Uh, my, my brother used to say, he we would come in at night, he and, he, he and his best friend, and they would uh, they room together when he was in college, and they would have a peanut butter sickle, and you know what that is, don't you? Just a big spoon. I, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, no one in my household eats peanut butter, uh, except for me. And so I can just take a big spoon and a lot of times just put my finger in it and dip it right out while I'm making my sandwich. So. Right. I understand. That's, that's the way it, it was for me. But I, I love peanut And you know they say that peanut butter is really a very good food. In fact, uh, I can remember reading a, a report that said that, that, that they ought to grow more peanuts in Africa because it would be good for the uh, countries where uh, food starvation is a problem. And right, right. Where they don't have enough food. Well, I have something to share nostalgic for you tonight, okay? Good, good. So, to, so to kind of set the story a little bit, I grew up where the current Rex Hospital is. That was my family's land all in that area, and they called it Doyle Drive, which is my last name, okay? okay. And that was, that was just a dirt road to nowhere. So it was all country out there, and we grew, had a farm out there and stuff, and uh, but anyway, kind of set the story where I said there was a little store up the road, and the name of that store, ironically, was Doug's Grocery, okay? So, <laughs> and I'm Doug, so my dad used to take me up there as a kid, and, you know, we'd go down, and the thing I was always looking for was all the candy items and stuff, the Mary Janes, the, you remember the, um, you remember the, like, Coke wax units and stuff you used to buy, like, right. in a five, you and they had different the kinds of all. flavored drink in them, okay? So did you, you remember those? That's right. Now, hold yeah. on now. We've got about 15 seconds, and we're going to have to yep. take a break, so don't that's go okay. on. I'm going to have to put you on hold, okay? All right. That's okay. I'll finish the I want to hear story. the rest of this. That store, okay. by the way, wasn't sort of there on Blue Ridge Road where it splits. Yeah. Goes around. Right there on the corner of Harden Road, Harden and Blue Ridge. Okay, well, there used to be a convenience store there in my time, and uh, uh, the night well, This is a little the... place. It used to be one there. This is, used to be Doug's Grocery when I was growing up. Okay, okay, hold on there. Sure. We need to check the news, and we'll be back with Doug. Sure. 
We were talking about penny candy when you left. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about stuff like the Mary Jane we used to buy. I used to go to Doug's. My dad would buy me uh, licorice and any, you know, I remember old stuff like, you know, that time Baby Ruth was a big candy bar stuff. But, you know, I would buy a lot of penny candy. And by the time Doug, who ran Doug's grocery there, and he had a couple of pumps there and pumps some gas. Out there that I find. Well, 
I have been told that that's the place to go. I I have not uh, eaten at uh, Cracker Barrel, although I, people tell me it's a good place to eat. It's just oh, yeah. uh, it's something that just hasn't happened yet, but it may, in fact. Doug, I'm, I'm going to round you up here, but thank you yep. for joining us again. In, and, enjoyed uh, it. You made me hungry for a piece of candy. Now I'm going to see if I can find a Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup around here somewhere. All right. All right. <laughs> thank well, you, you, Doug. You enjoy, and we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks That's so how much. it goes. We've had some conversation. I hope that was entertaining. I find it entertaining, and I'm reminded of uh, uh, some things that I hadn't thought of for a while. We we actually got into the business of having a program about, well, within the last month, this was in, since I was back from my vacation, uh, about candy bars. And it, I got into that originally because my brother, who is on the radio with us a lot, uh, spent some time. He, he works in Charlotte, and uh, uh, he was looking for a Zagnut, and he couldn't find one in the largest city in the state of North Carolina. And eventually he happened to be in Camaras County, which is the next county over one day, and he had to stop at a convenience store, as a matter of fact, to buy some gas. And he went in to get a Coke or something, and there was a Zagnut. So he bought two or three of them. If you have uh, a memory, which is what nostalgia is all about, uh, whether it has to do with the, the presence of a certain kind of, of a service station, which is something to be nostalgic about because they really don't much exist anymore. But I did mention to you at the beginning that the, the Amico brand has been reintroduced by BP, the company, the British Petroleum Company that bought it, and they're going to use it to uh, in, in certain markets to provide services that the BP stations perhaps do not. Uh, and so that's one of the things that we were going to talk about tonight. And I've sort of gotten interested in how to make a perfect sandwich uh, of the, the kind that would include tomato sandwiches, banana sandwiches, and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's the one I haven't quite gotten to yet. But uh, do we have to use grape jelly? The nice thing about it when I was a kid is we used the grape jelly glasses. I don't think we had for the kids any anything to drink out of that was not a jelly glass. And there's probably people... Uh, listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, then again, I'm sure there probably are people who have consumed rather many beverages out of a jelly glass. If you have crossed any of this territory and the the idea of it uh, brings a warm memory to you, join us at 919-860-9783. 919 860 9783 Tom Kearney here on a uh, Thursday night. Uh, John, have we got anybody on the line now? No calls as of right now, Tom. No calls as of right now. Okay, let's see where we are. Well, John, you told me earlier I had to uh, do a particular commercial tonight, so I'm going to do that, and we'll take a break. And you can be queuing up. If you've been sitting there and you're bashful, and you've been, you you know the, the, the recipe for the perfect banana sandwich, maybe you, instead of mayonnaise, you put peanut butter on it. And do you cut the bananas across ways or up and down? I like pickle sandwiches, by the way. I got that from the Brits. They like pickle sandwiches. And I think part of it was that after World War II, there was a long time when they did not have very much meat. In fact, if you wanted to, to strike a blow of friendship with a with a citizen of the British Isles uh, after World War II all, for a long time, was to buy a, a, a ham in one of those cans that you could get at the grocery store and send it to them because there wasn't a lot of meat. There was some, but there wasn't much. It took a while to, to for meat not to be rationed anymore. But anyway, 
919-860-9783 if you want to join us with your two cents worth. When servicing your car, you need to know that your cycle of service, your cycle of service begins the month that you buy the car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. For those using synthetic oil or driving limited miles, you might go months past the normal service time based on these particular miles that you've driven and would need to schedule your service independently of the of the form in the driver's manual, for instance. Uh, and you might schedule it two or three times a year rather than, than four or five or, or less. During your service, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission fluid levels. For those of you currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified, and that word is Underline hybrid technicians at King's will now be able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. This replacement usually occurs, by the way, at about 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Loop and the State Inspection Station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service. Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tom Kearney on WPTF at 9.48 on Thursday night. And John Sauter, who is our producer and who does uh, double backflips with a control board and keeps us on the air, uh, which is a little more interesting since I'm uh, doing my part from home and that you're in your home. Is going to connect us up with Miss Vicky, who is, I think you said she's in Smithfield, John? Yes, Smithfield. Miss Vicky, how are you tonight? I understand that you uh, like uh, jelly jars. Oh, um, I had, um, my, we had jelly jars, and my brother and I, we each had our favorite. And um, I came home uh, from being out playing, you know, we were very little, and I, went to get my jelly jar and found that he was sitting in the living room drinking out of it. Oh, my uh, goodness. Oh, I, I went with it, and I yelled at him. I said, why are you drinking out of my jelly jar? You've got your own. And, and he said, I didn't see your name on it. And I got so mad that I slammed the sliding door between the living room and the kitchen. And when I did it, split my finger open. <laughs> Ooh. How and after do that? that, he catered to me after that. Because he felt so bad that he felt it was his fault. Okay, well, you know, you get that way about things. There, there was a time, oh, uh, it was since Mrs. Kearney and I have been married, but it was closer to the beginning than now. So it was about forty years ago that uh, I think it was Hardee's. You know, the hamburger people. Uh huh. And they were uh, giving away uh, Warner Brothers cartoon jars. You know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. And I, my favorite was the Yosemite Sam one, and I, uh, I drank my morning uh, orange juice or whatever it was that I had out of it for years before I finally broke it, and I just cried a little bit. I didn't throw anything or you know, slam any glass <laughs> <fast> doors. <laughs> but you get your favorite jar, or well, I should call it a glass. Wait. I, I don't do. know what to call them now because my wife drinks out of something that's plastic, and I don't. It's a, it's a drinking vessel, but it's not a, a glass. But, but still, I guess we call it glass. Oh, you were mentioning the, uh, about the candy bars, 
and yeah. they don't make it the one. My mother and I, uh, we had a thing for a powerhouse candy bar. That is the and, one that I cannot find. The other ones, if you go to the right place, you know, like the Vermont Country Store or someplace, you can get those. But but the powerhouse, I don't think anybody's actually making it anymore. No, they're not. It was bars, I think, made it, and they don't make them anymore. But we used to uh, get bags of them, and especially at um, Halloween time. But the problem was that my mother and I, every single year, ate the candy bars, and we had to give out, like, Hershey bars or something like that. So we ate all the candy bars. Well, and they were big, too. That was one of the reasons people liked powerhouses. It was the, about the largest candy bar you could buy. It was, and, and it was so delicious. And uh, and the thing was also uh, that your banana sandwich, which is my favorite sandwich, um. Everybody, you know, I always have mine with mayo. Now, sometimes okay. I mash it up and insert the mayo and then spread it on the bread, depending on my mood. Otherwise, normally I slice it, um, you know, long way. And well, that's the what thing I was, about. Some people do mash the banana up before they put yeah. it in. Yeah. And the thing was that, um, you know, everybody kept saying, oh, you need to put peanut butter in it. So I tried it, and it grossed me out so much that I had to throw the sandwich out and start all over and make it my way with mayo. <laughs> We're going to have a whole bunch of people experimenting with banana sandwiches. In fact, I hope they do uh, along the way here. Well, Miss Vicki, you're in Smithfield, right? Yeah. You take care of things down there now. and Don't, don't let anything go wrong. And uh, I hope you'll join us again sometimes. I'll think about you when I try to find my, my Welch's grape jelly jar, jar, you know. Oh, you need to go to the Cracker Barrel because they have the bold ice candy, uh, which yeah. I, every once in a while, will go there and get. But they also make the best uh, chicken pastry. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, when I I had some chicken pastry lately, and, uh, and it was really good. And I, I think I just about as soon have it as fried chicken or anything like that. Because that's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, meal, and then banana pudding is my favorite dessert. Well, banana pudding is what you should always have with barbecue. Now, okay, pork barbecue. Yep. yep. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Call again sometime. Okay. Miss Vicky down in the middle of uh, Johnston County, the county seat of Smithfield. Uh, you don't drink out of her glass, or she'll slam the door on you. John, I have forgotten our other caller's name. This is uh, Jack. Jack. Jack, good evening. Hey, Hello, Bob. Jack. How are you tonight? Good evening. Good. I didn't call in to talk about glasses, but glasses remind me of uh, when Dove's D-U-Z detergent used to have glasses inside their box of, uh, uh, I guess it was laundry soap. They would give away free glasses. Well, you know, there was a time I remember when they, in the early days of developing detergents, you could use the same soap for your clothes and for your for your for your dishes. Yeah, maybe so. Well, what I want to get to before I run out of time was I've been following a uh, an app. It's called Next Door, and it's been talking about North Hills Mall. It made me think about a lot of things. One of them was the statue that they were carving out of a five hundred year old cypress tree of Sir Walter Raleigh. Do you remember yeah. that in North Hills Mall? I remember. I think, yeah, it's somewhere in Raleigh even now, I think. Well, the, the story is uh, it went on tour, and after it was finished, and it ended up in Manio, 
But the sad story is termites got to it and oh. destroyed it. And the only thing that was saved out of it that was his head, and somebody put it in the truck, was driving it back to wherever they were supposed to go, and it cut out the truck pieces. I can tell I'm behind the time in the news because I think it, I thought it was somewhere in Raleigh, and it had just, the debate was they had moved it to somewhere. But but uh, so the termites got it down down east. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the story anyway. But it, just the articles that uh, reminiscing about Woolworths and Scotty's and uh, the Radio Shack, all these things that have gone by the K and W cafeteria, you know, fond memories of. Years oh, yeah. I, and in fact, I, I preferred going to the other shopping center going to North Hills because I could manage it, too. It was the uh, size that you could manage it. And in, in, uh, over there near where the Cardinal Theater was, if you remember that, oh, there yeah. was an ice cream yeah. shop that I used to, Mrs. Kearney and I used to like to go to. And oh, it disappeared, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. But I used to go to yeah. that Woolworths there. That was the last Woolworths that I ever laid eyes on because I could buy. Crazy enough, a shoelace is there for my shoes, and I couldn't find them anywhere else. And a blue plate special. Blue plate special, yes. Well, yeah. Woolworths, yeah. The, the dining counters were famous. You know, that's where the, the, the four students at uh, North Carolina A&T in Greensboro started the sit-down sit movement in 1960. Yeah, that's it was right. in Woolworths that's right. in Greensboro. Yeah. All uh, Hill, I just want to uh, talk about a little bit of a nostalgia about North Hills Mall. It's, uh, in its time, it was kind of a wonderful place to stroll around. And you mentioned uh, the cafeteria. I like to go to that cafeteria out there, too. It was, uh, uh, was there Their cafeteria, there have been cafeterias in Raleigh that the food was as good as any restaurant in Raleigh. And, uh, uh, yep, convenient, easy to get to, and... Mrs. Kearney and I don't go out very much, but we used to go to the one in Cameron Village occasionally. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it's still there, if I remember correctly. It is. Of course, I don't it know is. if it's still there these days. Uh, things are so crazy. They're, they're going to be, it turns out, uh, probably a lot more things to be nostalgic about. Uh, and the truth <laughs> is, I just look up at the clock. It's Jack, in it, and I believe it's time to go. So come back again All sometime, right. if you will. Good time with you, Tom. Right. Appreciate it. And that's our program for tonight. Tomorrow night, Stephen's going to be with us, and we're going to do some trivia.